And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Turn your Bibles to Psalms 82. It is a psalm that's not preached on a lot. But this morning, I want to talk a little bit on Psalms 82. It is a psalm sent by God to the leadership of Israel. And God used some words in here, and he referred to the leaders in a way that people don't generally refer to them as. Amen? As I said, it's a psalm that's not preached upon a lot. I have heard a lot of, um, I've read a lot of information commentators wrote about this psalm. Most of the information out there about this psalm is telling you and I that we are not exactly whom this psalm says we are. Amen? Amen? Let us read the psalm and you'll hear what I'm saying. It says in Psalms 82, verse 1, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Notice it is small g. <laughs> verse 2, how long will you judge unjustly? He's speaking to the leaders of Israel, the magistrates and the lawyers. But in verse 1, how did God call them? He said, God judgeth, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the whom? So how did God call the leaders of Israel? Small g. All right, let's continue. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? They are practicing favoritism. And God said, please don't do that. Amen. It is your responsibility as a leader to look out for those who cannot help themselves. And then he continues. He's getting very specific. He says that to defend the poor and the fatherless. Mm -hmm. He said, do justice to the afflicted and the needy. He said, deliver the poor and needy. How many times he has to mention poor? Because you see, the poor is God's protected class. He said, read them out of the hand of the wicked. There are some people who are taking advantage of them. And I have empowered you to help them. He said in verse 5, they know not the leaders, neither will they understand. He said, they walk on in darkness because they are not using the authority and the power I give them to in the way they should and because they are not he say he says here all the foundations of the earth are out of course you see when you start mistreating people when you start taking advantage of people God placed in your hand to take care of the Bible says things get out of whack Are you getting what I'm saying? It says here in verse 6, he began to double down on what he said in verse 1. He's not backing down. Now you and I may back down. And there are others telling us to back down. But listen to what he said in verse 6. I have said, you are what? How clear can it get? He said, I have said you are gods. And all of you who are children of what? How many of you in here are children of the Most High? Glory be to Jesus. According to Psalms 82, how did God call you? 
It is simple as that. But keep in mind, it's small g. Amen. <laughs> we got to we got to stay grounded here. Praise God. It's small g. And so I'm saying, give me a chance to embrace what God says about me. Don't start telling me otherwise before I start reading. Mr. Commentator, give me a chance first to absorb and understand what God is trying to communicate with me in Psalms 82, brothers and sisters. Because the world is looking for leaders. Leaders who are just leaders who have the heart of God so he's doubling down he's not backing off in verse 6 he said I have said in case you're wondering whether or not I said it <laughs> Lord I give you praise there is no doubt about it yes I have said you are whom gods and all of you who are children of the most high and then he said in verse 7 but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes amen, amen. he's referencing the devil <laughs> amen he and verse 8 arise O god judge the earth for you shall inherit all nations you sins with everything that's going on now everything that's happening now let me slow down i have a lot of material to cover so i'll only cover so much and leave the rest for next sunday amen but let me ask you, for those of you who are here, and those of you who are looking, thank you for joining us. With everything that's happening in the world right now, hmm? with the virus and its effects, with people's response, the church's reaction, have you ever sat and thought, I wonder what mood is God in? Have you ever sat and thought about that? Having read Psalms 82, God is referring to his children as gods. Have you ever sat and thought, I wonder how is God, in what mood God is, based on what's happening around us, Christians' reaction, what's happening in the world. Have you, have you ever sat and thought about that? Well, maybe not. I think this Psalm is giving us a little insight into God's feelings, God's attitude towards what's going on around us. And when I get to that point, I will bring it to your, to your attention. Since simply, this psalm, the construction of this psalm, points to the truth that God has established an authority structure. Are you with me? And within that structure, he has delegated his power to human beings. Let me, let me say that again. Now you get, God is the one who came up with the authority structure. Authority structure. And within that structure, he has delegated power. His power to human beings. Are you with me? He's delegated power to the leadership of Israel. And he's telling them, I have given you power to correct the wrong. I have given you power to do good. I have given you power to make wrong right. To right wrongs. And so he expected them to use that power for good. The Bible says in Romans chapter 13 verse 1. If you mind quick, turn there quickly. Romans chapter 13 verse 1. It says let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. The word power here is authority. 
What, what, what did he say here? Let every soul be subject unto the high authority. For there is no authority but of whom? God is the one who established every authority structure. Whether it's at work, at the house, on a government level. God is the one who establishes the authority structure. It says the authority or the powers that be ordained of whom? God. The authority that exists are ordained of God. The only exception is if the authority disobey God, we got to pull out Acts 5.29. We ought to obey God rather than men. Let me say that again. Some of you saying that so quiet. Glory be to Jesus. The only time. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. The only time we should get in any type of issue with the authorities. It's when they ask us to do something God did not tell us to do. Amen. It is better to obey God rather than men. And I'm so thankful in the state of Florida. The authorities have not shut down churches. Praise God. Amen. In other places, they've shut down churches, but they have not done that in the state of Florida. And I'm so thankful for that. Amen? Amen. So since, as I said, this psalm came from, I'm not sure if, if your Bible tells you, but Asaph was the one who wrote this psalm. Asaph, God gave Asaph this psalm to confront the unjust judges and the magistrates in Israel. The leaders were negligent. They had abdicated their responsibility to the lower echelon of society. They did not rise to the occasion as God expected them to. Let me say that again. They had the power and authority. I'm about to land this plane. And when I land it, you'll get what I'm saying. I'm still certain. <laughs> he had entrusted them with power and authority. They had not, they had not what? Rotation. And use the power and authority as God expected them to. So God sent Asaph to prove, to reprove them. And now, now according to Second uh, Chronicles, I think, um, and First Chronicles, Asaph was a prophet in his musical compositions. And he, he was a musical leader during the time of David and, and his son Solomon. And so I thank God for using this man to bring this, this psalm to us. God used him to remind these leaders of their responsibility. I'm here, brothers and sisters, this morning to remind us of some things. These leaders were not good role models. The psalmist here reproved their negligence. Sometimes we can get negligent. Sometimes we can get negligent. And we need a little reproving. You know, be honest with you, let me be honest with you, for the past two, three weeks, I've been thinking, because of everything that's happening, whether or not we should sh close the church doors for two or three weeks, just thinking about it, just, you know, because we've never, you know, we've been open, and uh, just because of all, all what's going on, we were aware, we're aware now this thing has mutated into different strains. And of course, a few of you called me out of concern. But while I was thinking about it, though, while I was thinking about it, you know, I, I was contemplating on doing that. And 
And I began saying, man, that's not, a, that's not a bad idea. Maybe I can get some much-needed rest. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some churches are still closed. And maybe I can finish write the book. I have a couple books I'm trying to finish write. Maybe I could do that. Maybe it's God's will. Amen. However, I hadn't heard from the Lord. And I typically take everything I hear and I take it to God. Because in the final analysis, God is in charge of this church. I don't ever want to do something that's out of his will. I keep telling God every day, I'm just right here. Let alone make a mistake. So, I concluded, well, silence means consent. From the Lord. But for some reason, I felt uneasy in my spirit. And I happened to be speaking with a saint recently. Apparently, she called, she lives in the this Virginia tri-state area. She had called me and I missed her. I was at the gym getting my workout. Amen. Just trying to stay healthy. Amen. Nobody can stay healthy for me. And this is the only body God has given me to go through this life, to do what he's given me to do for him. So I've got to take care of it. Amen. So I went, uh, I was exercising. I couldn't. Uh, pick up but I called her thereafter and she said <laughs> she said Pash I called because I caught the virus and I was asking for you to pray with me and she said but I'm much better now thank God I know how to depend on God if I didn't I would have been dead <laughs> I said you go girl <laughs> But she said to me, she said this to me, she said, initially when the coronavirus outbreak began in March, in March 2020, she said she lived by, she lived by herself. She said, I was so scared, and I'm sharing this with you because, because it, this is what God used to confirm what I was, to go against what I was going to do. She said that I was so scared back in March that every day when I got home from work at my front door, I would remove, I would remove my work clothes and then bag it for cleaning. I did that for months. She would not go in her house with a work clothing. Until one day during her devotion, she said, I came to myself. She said, one day in her devotion, she came to herself. She said, God led me to the source of the fear. And she said, I binged on CNN news. She said, I binged on CNN, I binged on MSNBC and some of the networks. And then she said, since then I stopped looking at the virus. She said, it was about 30 days since I hadn't listened to any news about the virus. Then she said, I contracted the virus. And she said, Pastor, and I stopped listening to the news, I would have been dead. She said to me, I said, why? She said, because the fear from all what I heard came back to my mind like a roaring lion. She said, I'm in the house by myself. And everything I heard for all these months came back to me. But she said, because I had repented from overexposing my mind to the news, I was able to silence the roar from that fear. She said, I live alone. And my mind began to rehearse everything I heard about the dangers of the virus.
She continued, I had to speak to myself in the name of Jesus. I silenced every one of these thoughts. Listen, to, listen, listen. She said, Pastor, do you know what? She said, do you know what we need? And I said, what do we need? She said, we need, said, we need good spiritual leaders. She said, we need people who, who, whose faith and confidence in God people whose dependence on God to serve an ex as an example. She said, that's what she said. If I did not have that, she said, if I did not have that, then I would have been dead. And so I'm listening to her. And let me say this right here. What she said to me really blessed me. And I want to say here, brothers and sisters, if anybody you know who's contracted the coronavirus and you outlived it, you are a victor. And you get what I'm saying? That which immobilized the entire world, you overcame. And you get what I'm saying? I've had people who call me and said, Pastor, such and such got the virus. What do you think? I think that person is more than a conqueror. Are you with me? We, these people are supposed to come out and tell us how they put a whipping on the coronavirus. So we can put a whipping on the virus if it ever tries to, are you with me? Attack us. These people, they've experienced Isaiah chapter 43, I think it's verse 2. It says, when you go through the fire, if memory serves me right, the second part of this verse. It says, when thou passest through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither will the flames, you got it? Yeah, neither shall the flaming kindle upon you. They went through the fire, they were not burned. They went through the fire, the flames did not kindle upon them. <laughs> and they made it. Are you with me? Sometimes I had somebody call me and said, Pastor, you know, I'm a Christian. And how did that happen to me? I said, I said, you're more than a conqueror. I said, you got experience <laughs> that I don't have. Are you get what I'm saying? The Bible says the, the weapon might be formed, but it shall not prosper. Are you with me? Since we live on earth, it's a fallen world. Amen. And so God, and, and this is what, this, this, is, this is what I want to share with you from my heart. She was asking for good leadership. She was asking for Christians to affirm their boldness on God. She said if more people come out and do that, then many people would be going through, uh, would not go through what they're going through now. You get what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? Now, now, Psalms 82, this is what God is saying. The Bible says God has entrusted, God has entrusted leaders, the children, those who are his children with power. Are you with me? And God expects us to use that power. We, I'm saying we cannot be negligent now in using that power, that authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? And as I said, I told you, I told you that God gave me an idea as to what he's doing. Let's go back to Psalms 82. It says, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. That word God here is Elohim. That word mighty here is Elohim. I got an exhibit for you. Exhibit, I got an exhibit for you. Exhibit one, you got it? Can you put it? Let me show you how other translations translate this verse. Brothers and sisters. Amen. It says here, you got it? 
It's coming up. Praise the Lord. Let me show you. Because I want you to see, it is not me telling you that. It is God communicating to us how he sees us. And for some reason, the church just cannot embrace how God sees us. We have a difficult time embracing and walking. Are you with me, saints? We need to, we need to get over that complex. Are you with me? Get over that complex. Who cares? Who thinks? Who cares about what people say when you say God calls me God? You know it's in reference to authority and power. It's not like I'm, I'm God, I, I'm like God, but I walk in the authority and delegated power of God. And God expects us to use it. Not no, how the English Standard Version used that word. He said God has taken his place. Instead of mighty, they use the divine counsel. Are you with me? So divine counsel in the midst of God's, he holds judgment. Small g. Another translation. The whole anyhow. God has taken his place in the what? Divine assembly. Instead of mighty. He judges among the gods. Small g. New American Standard Bible. God takes his stand in his own congregation. He judges in the midst of what? So rulers are referred to as? I didn't say that. It's right here. And the Bible says, if you are a child of God, God calls you a? Some of you are afraid to say it. Some of you are afraid to say it. Let me say it again. If you are a child of God, according to Psalms 82, God calls you a? A God. I am telling you, receive it. Receive it. You know it's a ruler. You, because God expects you to rule. Amplified version. God stands in the assembly of the representatives of God. In the midst of the magistrates or judges, he gives judgment among the gods. Over and over and over. And I'm asking you who are here today, little gods, how are you doing with that power? I'm asking you, Watching today, little God, how are you doing with that delegated power? I'm just asking, how are you doing? He asked me this week, so send it on. How are you doing with that delegated power and authority? Let's go back to the verse. Let me show you this right here, what God said to me. So, right here he says, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. Now, this is what's going on here. Have you ever been to a courtroom? Uh, you've been to a courtroom and then the judge is seated and is listening to testimonies and arguments. He's what? He's just seated and he's observing. You remember I told you what mood God is in? God is in observation mood. <laughs> he's watching to see how we are reacting, what we are saying. Do you know me? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? He is now in observation mood. Let me step back and see how my children function during that time of trial and persecution. Let me see. Come on, yeah. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? You hear me carefully. God has called all of us God. 
I didn't say, even Jesus said it. Jesus said to the Pharisees, oh God. Jesus said, haven't I called you gods? <laughs> Jesus said it. How can you, how can you criticize me if I say I am the son of God? I call you gods. I just said I'm the son and you have a problem. Commentator after commentator is telling us, don't you get a big head? He's not referring to you as a God. You are nothing. That's what they're trying to tell us. Instead of telling us, let me tell you commentators, give me a break. Give me a chance. Let me try to understand for myself what God is trying to communicate to me. Because we live in a world that's deadly. <laughs> we live in a world where the enemy is bold. We live in a world where people practice sin boldly. Well, <laughs> like they are correct and they are right. <laughs> Since I came here to tell you that God is in observation mood. He's watching. He's just observing. Because believe it or not, it's going to get worse. Bad, worse, worst. Are you with me? And so we need to start getting prepared. These, these Psalms, this Psalm in particular, get that Psalm under your belt and say, God, you've delegated power and authority to me. I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to live my life. No, I'm not going to be stupid now. Are you with me? But I'm going to live my life. Are you with me, saints? A young lady across the United States asking for bold leadership. Asking for people to express their boldness on God. Affirm their dependence of God. To you so, so we could be examples to one another. Because it's brothers and sisters, the examples are far and few in between. Yeah. Let me say that in English. The examples are far and few in between. So he stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the God, the gods. I want to focus on this verse and just verse six. Can you jump over to verse six? In verse six. And somebody asked. You know, somebody asked, why is God calling, you know, the, the, Israel, the leaders of Israel God? You know, why is he doing that? Why couldn't he just, you know, say judges and leaders and magistrates? God is not like you and I. First of all, God can do it because he's God. He's large and he's in charge. <laughs> Nobody can tell him what to do. Praise God. You and I are the ones who are scared to say what God says about us. God said you're God. No, not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. God said you're nothing. Yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Since some, why did God say that refer to the Israelites as God? This is why. I think it's coming back since. I think we've been graced by God. Amen. There we go. I need you to see why God called them gods. It'll strike, you know, it'll strike a point with you. First of all, as I said, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. But more so, I think God refers to the leaders 
as judges, referred to the judges as gods because they are his delegates. They are his administrators. They are his executive agents. They are his ambassadors. Didn't the Bible call us ambassadors? In 2 Corinthians 5.20, can you go to 2 Corinthians 5.20? 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are God's ambassadors. We are God's delegates. It says here, now then we are ambassadors for whom? We are ambassadors for Christ. So anybody who represents God and anybody whom God has delegated power to, God is referring to them as a small God. Are you with me, saints? The Bible says, I think it's in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become who needs. Are you with me? You, you, you need power. To, are you with me, saints? And so God will not leave us on earth without power. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. In addition to that, brothers and sisters, calling his children God, all the earth. Dominion over everything that's on earth. God has given us dominion. Yes, yes. But you got to believe it. There is a natural fear of human being in every animal. Have you seen that? They run. Except a pit bull, I'm just joking. <laughs> Put, pit bull say, I, 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 that's up to him, I'm here. <laughs> but there is a natural fear. <laughs> in animals, when a human arrives on the scene, they scatter. That's the power that's in us. That's what God has done. Any sickness, any disease, any, any infirmity, I think it's Luke ten nineteen, and I'll close here. Luke ten nineteen, I think that's it. It says, yes, behold, I'll give you power. Yes, yes, that's it. I think Luke ten nineteen. It says, behold, I give unto you power to do what? Upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt is that the word of a word nothing shall by any means hurt you you little god <laughs> oh lord i give you praise I give you praise. Since the world, there is a famine of good models, good role models. There is a famine. And God sent me to tell you this morning, rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. He needs us. Rise to the occasion. Rise to the occasion. Share your testimony. Shut the devil up. Because you and I can do it. God is your surety. Psalms 119 verse 20, 20, 22. You want to on Wednesday night. You need to see that. Psalms 119 verse 122. This is you. What I'm saying is you got, you got backup. God wouldn't allow you to step out there without collateral security. David said, be surety for your servant for good. He said, God, when I step out there, don't let me be ashamed. He said, God, shop for me for real. Lord, when I lay hands, let there be signs and wonders for real. Lord, when I come, let there be change for real. Be my surety, be my collateral security. Yes, yes. 
let not the proud oppress me. Don't let them rejoice over me. Calling me a failure. Telling me did not work. The devil is a liar. And all his grandchildren. Since read the word. Devour the word. Memorize the one scripture every week. At the end of 52 weeks, you'll have 52 of these. For the devil when he comes messing with you. Oh God, we give you praise. I'm going to stop here. We have communion. Ah, oh, God, I give you praise. <sighs> Hallelujah. Feel the presence of the Lord. Hey! Woo! Hallelujah! Glory to Jesus. Man, I, 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 I've got God on my side. Oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.